Hi, I'm Connor. And I'm Jeremy. We're the hosts of an upcoming limited series, The Legend of Zelda Games Club, on patreon.com slash superNPCradio. We love the Zelda series to heart pieces. So throughout the year, we'll be covering the mainline Zelda games starting in April, running all the way through November. Subscribers at the $10 DJ Toad tier over at patreon.com slash superNPCradio will get an episode twice a month with some of the best Zoras, Hillians, and Dekus around. Not only are we covering the entire mainline series, but we'll also be going over or other Zelda topics along the way. That naughty little tingle might even sneak an episode for free every now and then. We can't stop him. We've tried. Want a deep dive on the hookshot? It's coming. Fascinated by Zelda clones? We're covering them. Always dreamed of a Zelda space solace? Well now, my Goron brother, it's happening. Check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio and subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier. We've got a ton of fun in store this year as we explore Hyrule, Termina, Koholint Island, and more. And don't forget, it's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. alone. Take, Take us! us. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them from their past. We'll talk on the show as much about what made playing the game fun and special for our guest as we will about the context around how and when they fell in love with the game for the first time, hence the name of the show little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you're on social media, check us out. You can find us on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame, but just the one Y, so B-Y-O-U-R. You can not only see our uh, wonderful the episode art I make for every episode uh, in Photoshop. You can check that out there. You can learn a little bit about our guest, how you can support them, and just see other things the show might be up to. You can also support the show a few different ways. You can rate and review us on the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, And I would say, uh, if you're listening, you're remembering, thinking back to your favorite episode you've heard, check us out in the Apple, in the the store right now, because you're listening to the show. Give us a five-star rating and let us know what you loved about that episode. That'll help our visibility. You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love the game we're talking about today, the guest we're talking to today, or just video games in general. And lastly, of course, you've already heard an ad for it, but you should check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where myself, producer of the show Jeremy Schmidt, uh, July Diaz, and a bunch of other people have many bonus episodes every month for your listening pleasure, including a group-style version of this show where we talk about a game that's special to us called the Co-op Episodes. But that'll do it. Four, the housekeeping of the show. Uh, it was the same amount as always, but it felt like more. Don't know why that is. And we'll finally welcome our wonderful guest for the episode. So please welcome to the mic, Magical Jumper, friend to Goofy and Donald, and and Pete Defeater, Vidya Iyer. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, Connor. Hi. Thanks for having me. Hey, you betcha, my friend. Um, you and I know each other. Uh, the guests, they're, they're tired of me saying it through the improv community. Um, I don't think we had like a class together, but I remember meeting you in the indie scene. Can you get any more specific than that? Uh, we met. This is a at test Mock of your memory, by the way. We met at Mock Improv, I think. Beautiful. You uh, ran that show with uh, my current partner, Josephine. Joseph. Um, <laughs> shout out to Joe. Current partner and future guest of the show. He's been on my list. I've just never asked him to do it, but he's on there. <laughs> he's on there. Um, but yeah, I think w- him and I met in an improv class and he asked me to come do mock one time and oh. that's when you and I met okay so you know friends making friends it's beautiful um, yeah I, I feel like meeting through the improv scene is a very unique story I think it's just you and me it's not happening yeah I think else. you're right no one else has experienced this anytime I may have even like <laughs> said something like this on the show I was probably lying but yeah, that yeah. feels like it was improv that you did. Thank you so much. Uh, that's <laughs> that makes sense. That's sort of what I thought. Um, but it was it's been about two a little over two years, I want to say. So I wasn't exactly positive. But that's you pass the memory test. That's uh, you're, you're already just crushing it as a guest. Um, that's how I know you. You're really funny. You're a great person to be around. We've actually gotten to hang out a few times recently. Um, however, uh, you're also uh, a writer and a full person. So what do you want the guests to know about you? Um, just know that I'm really freaking cool. Of course. That's really what you need to know about me. Um, that was implied, well, of I course. <laughs> it's implied, but I feel the need to remind people that's the most explicit thing you need to know about fair, me. Fair, fair. really freaking cool. I'm also, on the flip side, pretty hot. Wow. Also implied, <laughs> but like, but it's, it needs to be said. Um, okay. Jokes aside though, I am, I'm a comedy writer. I am a television writer. Wow. Also a very unique story when you're in LA, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> especially from the improv scene. You know, nobody else has done this before. Nobody else is ever going to do it again. No, it's true. I am the soul, the Lone Ranger in the TV writing, yes, <laughs> no, the I- improv comedy to TV writing pipeline. That's <laughs> that what, you know, it's it's absolutely true. I want the listeners to know that this is factual. Uh, Vitya is the person that like when, when anybody would see her out, they'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's the TV writer that we know. <laughs> and wouldn't you know it? She also writes comedy. And so it was like, you know. It's probably uncomfortable to know that people are like whispering about you, but it's all positive and it's all just mostly just in awe, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like to, I, I, that's what I imagine is happening and no one has corrected me so far. Including myself. You are, yes, ending the hell out of this. Yes. So. Um, and and, and uh, I want you to know I won't be correcting you today. Um, sometimes I yes and to a fault and this is going to be one of those days. Um, that's what I love about you. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, uh, is there anything, did you either want to share like, uh, you know, a show you've been working on recently or like, or 
anything else that you didn't get to share about yourself? Uh, sure. So like I say, I'm a TV writer and I am just this past year I wrote on Hulu's Solar Opposites. Yeah. Um, so that's super fun. And I've worked on an Apple TV show called Little Voice that's streaming on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. And I worked on a Disney uh, junior show called Mira Royal Detective. Yeah. Which season two is coming out right now. So those are some TV shows that, you know, people can check out. Heck yeah. Remember how cool I am as they watch it. Yes, and hot. Both of yes. those things. Your words, uh, that's so cool. Well, you know, obvious congrats on uh, all of your success as the lone comedy writer uh, that I know and TV writer. Um, and and I'm sure there's even more to come. Uh, as much as I would like to talk to you about uh, TV writing all day, uh, before we jump into your general history of video games, which we'll talk about, um, would you mind, without giving... Too much away for later, telling the listener what game we're going to be focusing on uh, for the main event later. Um, without giving too much away, so I can't say the name? No, you could say the name, but uh, save any any big stuff you want to share uh, for later. Um, so we're going to be talking about Mickey's Magical Quest, uh, which was an early game that I played. And I think... I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to give too much away, but I think my, the biggest connection I have with that game, I think it's, it's pretty much the first like real video game that I played with like a freaking joystick and everything that I completed, that I actually like finished to the end. Amazing. That's a Um, milestone for you. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Um, As soon as it. As I, after I asked it that question initially and you were like, so without saying the name, what if I was like, yeah, give us hints, tell us maybe clues what we're going to talk about. So I'm sorry <laughs> to frame it like that. Um, I would have just started saying words like goofy, Pluto. <laughs> and you know what? That kids go. Maybe we should have just got with that. That's kind of funny. Um, well, great. <laughs> I'm so excited to get into your history um, with this game. Uh, But before we do, I'd love to dive in to your, um, without talking about that game, really, uh, your history with other video games. So was that the first game you ever remember taking an interest in or was there one before? So taking an interest in is like a strong thing to say, because I think this is like, you know, those are the 90s. There wasn't a whole lot else to do. And my, I have a brother. He's like nine years older than me so pretty much my whole personality is just like whatever he did (laughs) i just took that on and i was like oh he's so cool i just want to be like him i will never say any of this to his face yes (laughs) i'm not gonna make him listen to this podcast just so he doesn't know this but i think it was just so much of like including writing for tv like all of those things not that he wrote for tv but i think I started watching the shows that he watched. Yes. Everything I, he did was just like, oh, he's cool. I want to do the things he's doing. I watched like, I think at the time it was like Friends and stuff. And I watched it because he was watching it. I didn't get any of the jokes. Yeah. And But I watched it because I was like, oh, he's laughing. So I'm going to laugh. At this, yes. You know? And I think that was the way with video games too. So he, I was in Nigeria at the time. That's where I grew up. Mm. And 
his old like Super Nintendo like gaming set, uh, the console set. Sorry. Hey, so um, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, the, the Super Nintendo gaming console he left behind, and one time when he'd come uh, over the summer break, so he was in India at the time, and he left his gaming console oh. behind. And I'd seen him play when he was here, and he never let me play it when he was there. So when he left, I was like, I'm gonna start playing this. And <laughs> yes. that's that's how. So there was only like I think five or six games. Okay. In it, and it's like at the time I think also those games were so expensive, and the fact like the my parents had like bought him those five games, it was a big enough deal. I think uh-huh. like he had the Street Fighter game, the Super oh, wow. Mario World. Oh great. Um. Mickey's Magical Quest, the Aladdin game, and there was one more that I never played, which and I don't remember the name of. Um, Jurassic Park game. Oh wow! I I played it twice, but the music in that game creeped me out so much. I never wanted. Oh my gosh! Like I tried wow. it twice because he played that game too, and I've seen him play it, and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." But every time I tried to do it, and I was just by myself trying to do this game, the music would creep me out so much that I couldn't play the game. Oh, like like scary, creepy, like as a kid, just like no, this yeah, isn't. Just, there's something it about was this just ominous and eerie, and I was like, I think that was the goal of the game because it's sure. like you're going, and then dinosaurs just show up, and I was like. I don't know. This game's scaring me. So I never oh, yeah. it. I'm gonna go play uh, a Mickey game instead. Pretty much, I think that and Super Mario World were the games I played the most, and the a lot of one too. Okay, a couple um, of platformers. Very cool. Yeah, it was fun. I, Street Fighter, I played, but I played again. I I never like finished that. Yeah. Uh, that was not the first game I finished. I think the only thing I played before, like that, was the um, what's it called? The Road Rash and like all that stuff that you play on your computer, like your PC games. Oh, nice! There's that game. I don't know if you guys played it here. Yeah, it was a thing. But like Dave, Uh, the like the guy's name, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Dave. The game. It's like. It's literally 10 levels, and you can play it with just the arrow keys on your keyboard. It's like a computer game. Oh, so is he... What's the game about? I gotta know about Dave. I'm so interested. Um, it's it's a very simple game. You just have, like... It's, like, it's kind of like Mario, like, just crossing over to the end of a level, okay. right? And there's, like, obstacles in between. There's, like, enemies. You, you have, like, a little gun sometimes, and you just want to, like, kill things that are uh-huh. trying to kill you and get to the end of each level. And there's 10 levels. Okay. Like, that's it. And you're done. 10 or 11. I feel like it's 10. And that was the only other game I played before this, uh, before the Super Nintendo ones. Wow. And it was really fun because I think there was like a, that was like a game like me and my cousins and all of us would like play and everyone's like always like, you know, trying to brag about the fact that they went one level further than oh, the sure. person. So it was always just like a one-up-y thing. And I was definitely the last person to finish that game, but I did finish it eventually. Hey. And um, it's a fun game though. It's like it's it's one of those things like you kind of you you have three lives, you have to get to the end of this and there's like little secret 
I think that was one of the first games where there was like secret things and you had you could discover like a secret zone. Ooh. And that that stuff always like I used to get very psyched up about like, oh I discovered a secret zone. <laughs> you know? That's really cool. I I you haven't said a lot about the like story and there might not be story, but I like to imagine it's just like a regular guy avoiding his like retail job and some just boring it's, stuff like that. There isn't a very uh, very yeah, it's ten levels. It's called Dangerous Dave. It's like All a right. DOS game. Um, it's so it looks like there's like an online version that you could play, but it's it's just a guy. He even has like a cap, like he's wearing a cap. Oh, yeah. It's just like a guy in jeans and everything. It's such a simple and wonderful game. Wow, so this is crazy. This I'm I looked it up as well. It was from 1988. Uh. On the Apple II and MS DOS, and it was developed by this guy named John Romero, who I think he's done a ton of stuff. Um, I want to oh. say he worked on the Doom series, but which I've not really played a ton of. But yeah, yeah, he, this is like the Doom guy. Wow. Hey, That's humble so cool. beginnings. I did not know that. You never know. <laughs> Dave is dangerous, Dave. I, I I call it Dave, but. <laughs> First name basis. It was like, it's a really, it's a really good game. Like it's very simple, but like it's very uh, engaging. That's awesome. It's like it's a it's a fun game to play and fun game to like play over and over. Yeah. and it's not it doesn't like get boring. You That's just cool. Get quicker at it, you know. I love that. You know, simple isn't bad. Less is more sometimes, especially even with games. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, so after this sort of like you know, PC games and Super Nintendo era. Did you play games after this? Because I know you've, you're you like a Switch person now. Did you continue to play games or what's your story? I didn't. So when I moved to India, my brothers again, like, oh, well, my cousin had my brother's like Sega okay. um, console. And it was literally one like Sonic yes. game on it. The one I was t- telling you about. And yeah. That I played a little bit of, but again, it wasn't my console, so I had to like go over to someone's house, yeah. And, play. and then in the interim, I got all of the Super Nintendo um, games that I had already played on an emulator on my computer, so I just continued playing those same games. I'm so proud of you. Uh, and I played like, well, I played the Mortal Kombat 3 game, okay, which I freaking love. And I think, what else did I play? And I started playing Mario Kart <laughs> for the oh, first time. Nice, from uh, the Super Nintendo the, too? I, I hadn't played it on the Super Nintendo, but I started playing it on the computer. Oh, cool. I never actually played it on the console. But it's like with the emulator, you got just like a set of games that came with it. So yeah. I started playing just all of those. It was, it was all the Marios, like uh, I think the Super Mario 2 and 3 mm-hmm. and all of them and Super Mario World. So all of those I hadn't played before, but I, st- I started playing them on the computer. Okay, that's awesome. I, I loved, when I was in like junior high was when I first started to dabble with emulators and it's how I like discovered so many games on the Super Nintendo that I never played. Uh, so yeah. it's cool to hear you had, you know, somewhat of a similar experience. Yeah, I think that was, it was Pretty much that, and then I'm just having, like, I don't remember exactly when I started playing this, but there was, like, a game called Bomberman. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was very into that. <laughs> Such a silly game, but I was very into it. Um, I think that was like a period when I was still like, I played Mortal Kombat 3 a lot and I played those same games that I had on the Super Nintendo. And then I had this phase where I just stopped playing because that was, I think when all of the people around me started playing like the shooter games, like yeah. I think Contra was a game we played. Um and I, I was into that one. But then when those games started, uh, why am I blanking on the name? Like first person like, shooters? Yeah, but like, you know, I'm trying to remember what the name of this was, but like there was one big game that was like super big. And it was, it just became like a 3D thing where it was like you could uh, jump from one platform to another and then your perspective would change. Right? And that was like a new thing. I forget wow. what it was called. We're not why. talking like we're not talking like Halo. We're talking like before Halo. Way before. I was like Like was it Perfect Dark or Goldeneye or or like Wolfenstein or Doom? It wasn't any of those. Okay. <laughs> but I I don't know what it was and I if it comes to me I will tell you. It just was um I know it was like right after like Contra was a thing. Uh, for me and again i don't know like when different video games were big here but this is like when i was in india so i don't really know like how but i imagine they were kind of similar timelines because sure those those things were pretty global um i I just don't know but like i think my point was just that when the when they added like the three-dimensional perspective to things i was like i can't i just couldn't do it i still can't yeah it gives me a headache when when things like my perception when it goes beyond like 2d (laughs) on a screen i can't handle it so i just kind of like what just dropped off playing video games for a bit after that and um then i think i just kind of picked it back up last year over the pandemic i bought a switch and i got I got the games that people were talking about, nice. and then in my uh, writer's room, one of the one of uh, the other writers mentioned Hades, and I had just gotten my Switch, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna try this because it looks cool." And I had tried the, I mean, I had Mario Kart, which is like a basic game, and then I was like, "I don't like the idea of Animal Crossing because that's just doing work in a video game." <laughs> Like that concept. You mean you don't want to play chores the game? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to play chores in life, and I certainly don't want to do it in a game. So I was like, especially not for fifty nine ninety nine Nintendo. Yeah, not gonna do it. <laughs> it's like the so, Nintendo pulled the like actual Huckleberry Finn on us by making us pay to do chores. That's <laughs> so funny. Seriously, I Gosh. was like, when I found out what the concept was, I was like, I am not doing this. I'm not, especially not going to pay 60 bucks to work on a fictional island. Right. Um, but I think I saw, I started playing Hades because that seemed cool. It was, you know, 2D. The art was cool. The story mm-hmm. was cool. And I got obsessed. Like, I played yeah. it obsessively. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. And I think that's when I remembered how much I freaking love, like, just learning the world and the rules of a game and figuring things out, you know, without yes. really, like, 
without like doing uh <laughs> going and looking it up online like i feel like that was the fun part was just like playing it until i figured it out and oh i finished that game so many times from like dying so quickly <laughs> yes in the first few days um it helped that i had nowhere to be yeah and nothing mm-hmm. else to do um so i i did obsessively play that game until wow. i finished it and after that um my aforementioned uh, <laughs> current partner joseph saw me obsessed with uh hades and then got me dead cells yes for um christmas and i am currently obsessed with that oh <laughs> so yay i think that was something i maybe w- was one of the people who recommended that well then thank you connor i appreciate it i was waiting it. for it but I- you're so welcome <laughs> you you deserve this this i will give you wholeheartedly because <laughs> i am obsessively playing that game right now and getting you know working my way up there um it's fun it's super fun i think i like that structure of games i think other than the thing i loved about like mortal kombat and those fighter games was just like but also didn't love was mm-hmm. like the cheat codes and like learning you know oh i got i learning how to do the fatalities and like all these weird powers that I wouldn't know unless I went online and looked it up. Yes. And like, it wasn't one of those things I could just figure out. Like you could figure out accidentally one of those things, but not all of them. You know what I mean? Totally. Absolutely. And I think that that's the fun part about, I, I think the games like Hades and that's also like it, there is like a discovery and you don't need to like kind of go outside of the world of the game to do that. Yeah, that's really satisfying too when you uh, can just discover it yourself. It, it, for me, at least in certain games where that happens, that's awesome. It's so much of a serotonin boost. I don't know, like, yeah. it's, it's weird because I'm like, I did something as if I freaking invented the game or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't do anything. I know what you mean. Uh, I I need to s- try to remember, and if, if I don't do it, like in the next couple of days, feel free to message me, but I, I've got to send you an episode that, um, what that, so do you know Jeremy Schmidt? Who's the producer of my show? Have you met him before? No. Well, it's, it's, it's okay. He won't even hear this part. He's brushing past this part. Um, but he, I would uh, love to meet him. I have nothing against Jeremy. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, you've, you've made your stance clear. Um, <laughs> I on his show, Video Games a Comedy Show, which is more of like a roundtable weekly show um, with different topics and stuff every week. Uh, he hosted a really great Hades episode last fall um, with with you'd probably know Courtney Venez, who who does a voice for Aphrodite and, and Dusa, who's on Mock. You told you told me about this. I'm sure oh, I've yes. seen her on Mock, but I've not maybe like met her. One on that's one. right yes but i'm sure i would recognize her if i saw her if she said not that's right um, but we we talked about this you told me about it and it was really cool i, yes. I do the Dusa character is super fun so fun um so her and our friend nick limon who works for ign they came on and they with our other friend jacques and they all just like gushed about the sh- ep- the game and it's such a good episode. I've got to send it to you. Um, yeah, please. Gosh, so so for you, you sort of, I think, got me to the end of the road here, which is Dead Cells is the game you've been enjoying most lately. 
Yes. Okay, and yeah. that's is that similar to Hades? Is it, it's also like a roguelike, or what do you like about that game? Um, it is uh, kind of similar in that you know you have to start from the beginning, and I know some people hate that. Uh-huh. And but I kind of love it because I I am that way with everything. If something goes not the way I want it to, I want to chuck everything out and like start from oh, scratch. I'm seeing even it now. in the way that. Yeah, well, even in the way that I write or even anything else I do, right? Like, if, I, if I'm if i playing anything, even if it's a sport, if it's, like, or I play, like, a phone game with Joe and some friends. And, you know, the minute, like, I get, a, it's called, what's it called? Ticket to Ride. It's oh, like yeah, yeah. The train game. Train game. And uh, every time I get, like, tickets that I don't like, I just want to start the game over. Like, I don't want to... <laughs> do go through the motions and like have just let it run its course and i think that's why games like this appeal to me where i'm like interesting okay i don't like this freaking oil sword i know i'm not gonna like go very far with this weapon because i freaking hate it so either way like i mean early on in the game now i'm like okay better at it and yeah figured some of those things out but i think just being able to start from scratch and like do it right is like an appealing thing to me so it is similar that way yeah you you die you die you lose all of your cells and you start from scratch and wow. i think seeing also just the progress i make every time cool like learning the different weapons and i'm still in that phase where i'm discovering the games because there's you have to like get blueprints for different weapons oh. and uh, unlock those weapons with yourselves the that you collect in the game so i'm i still haven't like unlocked all of the blueprints in the game so okay. that's where i'm at so it's still in like that discovery stage of things and super fun that way that's cool so much to still look forward to you in that game uh yeah wow uh, i have another actually i think it's my friend i think Jacques, who's on that Hades episode, loves that game too, I'm pretty sure. So uh, you two must have similar tastes in games. Um, Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing about your general history with games. Um, uh, Before we actually get into, you know, the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse, the game you want to discuss today, we're going to take a quick break. So I'll see you on the other side. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and I host a podcast called Video Games, a Comedy Show. We pretend like we are morning radio DJs within the Mushroom Kingdom for exactly five minutes per episode before dropping it all together. We cover topics like our favorite video games to take on vacation, the birthday roast of Mario, favorite Desert Island PS2 games, and infinity more episodes. If you like to hold a controller and are prone to laughter, well then Buster, I've got hours of stuff for you. Check out Video Games, a Comedy Show anywhere podcasts can be found welcome back to call me by your game here of course to discuss the magical quest starring mickey mouse on the super nintendo with vidya Iyer. welcome back how are you still good 
hey, amazing. I'm glad that in that in that short amount of time it didn't totally flip because that would be sad. I do have a really important question for you. Is who's the beautiful uh, beautiful thing behind you? That that puppy there. Oh, he's not a puppy. He's ten and a half years old. I don't know why I said puppy. Um, I could have said dog. <laughs> no, but he he has puppy energy. Everyone oh, okay. Looks at him, thinks. He's oh, okay, puppy. great. Oh, he's got a bandana. Um. He is beautiful today because he finally got groomed. Ooh. He's been a stanky boy for like a few weeks. Oh, wow. What's his name? If you if you want to say his name public, Theo? Leo. Leo. Oh, he's got a little... Oh, he looks so cute. Well, he's obviously... I'm making the listener so jealous because they can't see him on camera, but boy, just imagine the, the most handsome dog you've ever seen. Um, he is very handsome. Yeah, and... Everyone is going to just agree with us. Uh, so before... I like to describe him as like, if you picture like what a dog is in like a dictionary, like yes. if you just imagine a dog, Yes, that's what he looks like. I, like think, I think when people imagine a dog, that's what they imagine. Absolutely. Uh, sort of like mid to large size, very friendly, uh, yeah. a, a few different Tail colors. Wagging. Yeah. Yeah, got some spots, got the, like, floppy ears. Nice big face. Yeah, we just described dogs perfectly here. <laughs> um, well, before we actually dive in to your personal history with the game, uh, I have prepared some history and context to share with you and the listener, just in case there's not they're not super familiar. So it's going to be brief. It's just, like, a, a few sentences. Uh, but if you want to jump in at any time, feel free. Otherwise... Oh. I'm just going to talk away. So, The Magical Quest, starring Mickey Mouse, is a platform video game developed and published by Capcom, Disney Interactive, and Nintendo for the Super Nintendo. Uh, it was released on November 20th, 1992, and this game was the first in a trilogy that would be followed by both The Great Circus Mystery, starring Mickey Mouse, and then Disney's Magical Quest 3, Starring Mickey and Donald. Two questions, or one question for you, and then one statement. The question is, have you ever played these other two games? No, I have not. Well, there you go. I think I saw that the last one came out in 1995. I think they're pretty similar from what I gathered. Um, and second, it's so funny that these games, uh, the way that the titles are phrased, it's always starring. It's starring Mickey Mouse. It's starring Mickey and Donald. It's like, yeah. we, know, we know Mickey's a performer. <laughs> That's funny because I never clocked that. I don't think it's like, I, I think I've, only, I've not clocked it if it's on the cartridge, but like when you look at the gaming cartridge, it's just such a big picture of Mickey. And yes. I don't think my brain thought very much about the titles of the games because to your point, like, I haven't played the other games because it was not, like, an option. Like, I didn't own any of these gaming consoles. Yes. They were, like, my brothers. So it was never this, like, in my brain, it never occurred to me that there were other games out there that I could get. Yes. Yeah. Like, it just, it wasn't even a thought that crossed my mind. Totally. Also, I didn't even finish playing any of these games. So yes. Like, you know, as I hadn't at the time. So and I, I was like, I'm going to just focus on playing these while I have the chance to. Totally. Until my brother's going to come retrieve his gaming yeah. console. Before this thing disappears. Uh, it's funny that you share that anecdote because 
growing up before I really got into games when we just like, I would say when I was like eight was when I really got into video games, but I always liked them before my parents. Uh, this is the part where I share about myself. My parents had an original Nintendo, never a super Nintendo. So I just like played the games we had, which was like some Mario's, a weird Simpsons game, like a Top Gun game, like some, some really terrible games. But I, it never occurred to me as much fun as I would have to even like look for new games or that there was new games out there. Never occurred to me. I think especially because like, I don't know what it's like here, but like, yeah. or like when GameStop became a thing, yeah. but like there were no like game stores in my vicinity. Sure. I have no idea where they even got this game from yeah and how it was purchased um because it wasn't like oh you walk down the street and there's like a game stop yeah. you know like it's just not a thing that occurred to me I, I still i don't to this day know how that was purchased and where it was purchased. sure i assume it was like at a toy store yes like um that makes sense but i also don't know where which toy store was it in Nigeria? Was it in India? Yeah. Who went to buy this? Like, was it something my parents bought for my brother as a present? Did he seek it out and buy it? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no clue. Many and mysteries just, for us. Many mysteries. Um, but I think I was just like, I was just excited. I was excited to have the games that I had. And I yes. was to kind of figure it out. And like I said, like most things I do in my life, I was just trying to be my brother and be cool. And was like, classic, um, classic younger sibling. Pretty much. Gosh. Pretty much. I, I am a stereotype. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, your words, not mine. Uh, to finish this history off a little bit, thank you for diving down that rabbit hole with me. Um, oh, can yes. I add one quick thing? Please. I will say... The Capcom logo when uh -huh. it comes on with that little like sparkly yes. music is probably one of my favorite things and most recognizable things. Oh wow! From my childhood, I did see you do. I, I think you did a raise the roof as I said Capcom on the Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> I well, because I, I said. Just, oh, go ahead. Oh no! I think it's just like really fun because I got all of the Street Fighters on my Switch. Yeah, and every time it comes on, like when the game loads and the Capcom like twinkly music comes on yes. and then Capcom comes on. It's just like a feeling of, no just like that wave of nostalgia just Absolutely. like smacks you in the face and it's amazing. Dude, and I, I bet if you played this on an emulator now, there might be a similar feeling. Yeah. 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 I would I would love that. I think I have I'm, I might have downloaded it and then I reset my computer. So I don't oh, gotcha. Wow. Um, yeah, I've had similar experiences with, it's crazy how a logo can just do that for you, but here we are. Yeah. Um, this game features, uh, six levels with four different special outfits for Mickey to wear. And those all, um, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, those give him different abilities from what you can remember. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, just it's making like a little, sure I was kind of like it. the Mario thing. It's just a little bit. It's not like a huge, you know, like with Mario and you have the like raccoon tail. Yes, absolutely. Difference. Okay, cool. I, I did watch a little gameplay and that seemed to be the case. Um, this game, of course, stars our favorite mouse as he tries to rescue his dog Pluto from Pete, who's just like the mean guy in the Disney universe. Uh, after a game of catch goes horribly wrong and I think Goofy chucks the ball too far, 
go figure. Uh, the game itself was given mostly positive praise because of its graphics and outfit system, but was criticized for being a shorter game. Uh, a port was planned for the Sega Master System, but was ultimately canceled before, years later, there was another port of the game made for the Game Boy Advance. Did you know there was even a Game Boy Advance version of this out there? I didn't necessarily know it, but I figured there would be. Mm -hmm. Because we, we had the Game Boy. Oh, cool. Um, not the Game Boy Advance, but we had the Game Boy. And I say we, my brother had it. <laughs> um, but I got to play it sometimes. And uh, so I figured there would be. Yeah. And the but Game Boy Advance itself. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, no. Oh, um, thank you. The, the Game Boy Advance itself is sort of known for being a, like, a an, a Super Nintendo uh, port machine. Because um, it came almost, it came 11 years after the Super Nintendo. And so, so many games on there were just like, I mean, they had original games, but like, were ones that came out on the Super Nintendo, but that they made for the, for this. So, when I learned that today, I wasn't surprised. Um, that's it. For the general history and context for the game, uh, so I would love to finally dive into your history with the game. You have sort of already given us a pretty dang good idea. In fact, told us how you played this game. This was one of the many that your older brother owned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say also, like, just from what you're saying about the history, Yeah. it's... Something about it is fun to know that this game came out after I was born. I did not know this. Yeah, yes. Um, but that's a weirdly nice feeling. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, we, I started playing that game. I, and as you're seeing the history thing, you know, I feel like your memory of a game is so different from almost like the experience of it. Because you said it's a really short game. Yes. And when you said it, I was like, Oh, that explains why it's the first game I ever finished. <laughs> yes. It was like ma eventually manageable for you as opposed to being this crazy long game. Yeah, and the yeah. music was not creepy, which is very important to me. <laughs> yes, as you know what? I'm starting to see a pattern here. And there's also something very full circle about the fact that I eventually ended up working for the mouse. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the mouse is the quiet, quietest thing you've said on the show so far. We won't let them hear. They have ears everywhere. Do you think okay? Disney? You, has, have you seen those ears? Yeah, they're pretty on that big. Mouse? Yeah, he's gotten some like reconstructive surgery to make him all hearing and all seeing. I think that's some surveillance ears. Yeah. Uh. Well, hey, you know, you would know having worked for the for the mouse. Um. That's so funny. Uh, I know you guys are listening. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you have nothing to hold over me, but I love you too. Uh, um, <laughs> so was also, this is pretty unrelated, but I would like to know, is your, is this older brother you've referenced your only sibling or did you have other siblings as well? No, just one. Oh, cool. Just Another two of you. thing I was very surprised by, I, I, I don't know. It's a weird thing to say out loud, but I'm like, I don't think I met people who had more than one sibling for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought zero and one were like your only options. Sorry, zero to two were your only options yes. for kids. 
Yeah. It's it's normal to me too, because I just have a younger sister. She's a little less than two years. So to me, that's also the standard. Um, but that that's really cool. So, but then that's all you were used to. Um, so I think you, all of my friends that I went to school with and everyone, like everyone had like maybe one sibling. Okay. Not were only children. So it was always just like, I think it's so, it's so weird because it makes me sound very narcissistic and I promise I'm not this narcissistic, <laughs> but I think it's just like what your experience is, is what you expect kind of the lens through which you see other people's experience until you learn something new. Yes. And then I think it was just like, um, like I had, cu- I found, I met my cousins who had like two siblings and I was like, my mind is <laughs> like right now. Mom, my worldview has forever been changed. Uh, that's, that's so funny. Uh, so was, and you maybe had gone over this earlier, but when you got acquainted with this game, was it just one of the, you said it was one of like the five or so that he had, was it something that, you know, you immediately were like, Ooh, I like this one. Or was it like, did it take time? Do you remember at all? Um, I think it was hard for me to get my bearings on this game, Mm. but I didn't mind playing it more often than the other one. Oh, sure. Because, and I think a big part of it, so Super Mario World was probably one of my favorite ones, but like it just, again, coming back to why I like Hades and stuff, I think it's just like, I need to finish it. I started something, I have to finish it. And Super Mario, like there was so many levels before you got to Bowser's Castle. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many. And then there's like the islands and then there's like the star world. And I was like, for me, I'm like, I'm a check off person. It's a pretty extensive one. Like, I need to one. check things off. Yeah, which is super fun. But I was like, oh, fuck, that. there's another thing I need to finish. Another thing I need to finish. And I'm like, <laughs> I needed to finish it. Yeah. So that part was bothering me. And I, I think at that point, I'd just gotten to, like, the Donut Islands or whatever. Yeah. It's called uh, Donut Plains. Uh, of the Super Mario World, and I was oh, like, yeah, "Man, yeah. there's so many more!" <laughs> like, I, I was like, "Okay, the gameplay of that was more intuitive for me, yeah, than I think the Mickey Mouse one, because it's like it's almost like the it's like be going from a PC to going to a Mac, like everything's the literal opposite, yes, just in terms uh-huh. of keys and what it takes. So I was like, "Okay, I have to like." recalibrate a little bit of what needs to happen and it's not like you can't jump on the enemies like in mario you can jump on the enemies and in this you have to like flick things at them it's like these little apple tomato type things that you you like flick it at them to kill them yeah or like it disorients them it like stuns them and they'll be like stars around their head Uh and then you can kill them but that like it just took like recalibrating from like oh this is this how this game is played and now i have to like change how i approach this game and it's like a different language it is and i think i liked that it was just i got through things quicker with mickey and i think that just the part of me that's like oh i want to finish something that i started kind of that part of it appealed to me that i was making more progress okay yes game than I was in any of the other ones. Totally. And this one, to, it, maybe I'm wrong, but it, to me, it didn't seem like it had like, you know, a bunch of branching paths like a game like Mario World does from a pretty early on. Okay. Yeah. 
It does from, uh, I think, Super Mario World, like, it, it branches off at one part, like, when you go into the caves and the Donald Plains, but then there's the Star World, and there's all the secret worlds. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I gotta do all of them. Uh-huh. Like, I have a little bit of OCD of, like, I need to do them all. So if, I, if there is a secret, I gotta go do the secret thing. Get that key. The Star World, I need to finish it. I need to get all the freaking Yoshis or I'm not going to be happy. I like to imagine like, like eight-year-old you just like smoke, like chain smoking, going crazy over the, over not being able to do this. Well, it just, it bothered me that I was like, oh, this feels like just way longer of a run. And yeah. with Mickey, I was like, oh, I was making more progress and there isn't a bunch of branching off mm-hmm. things. Um, there was like, you know, there was the, the vine thing and the grotto thing. And then you got to the big guy and then you got the dog back. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's how the game opens. It's like, there's a game of catch. He throws it. Pluto goes, uh, Go- Goofy throws it way too far. Pluto runs off and then Mickey's on the quest. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how it starts every game. And then at the end you get the dog back. Like, and I think there's something very satisfying to me of like, oh, I did it all. Yes. And I checked everything that I had to check and I got the dog back and I finished the thing. And I I think there's like, I'm only realizing this as I speak to you Mm. about this game, but I feel like I have OCD about like, I need to do everything. Otherwise it bothers me. This show is all about guests making the these self-discoveries and me not helping with them at all uh and only giving you more suggestions uh <laughs> later um that that is so interesting to hear that from you it it reminds i don't know how you i mean it sounds like you play like currently will play like your game a lot you're not like bouncing around from game to game but what how the i relate to the the thing you just shared about that game being, you know, more consumable and easier to get through and and just manageable, it reminds me now of as much as I could totally get just sucked into like a 80-hour crazy involved RPG or some crazy story adventure game or whatever, sometimes playing like an 8-hour quick game with not a lot to do is just it's like cake to me it's the most satisfying thing so this feels like almost that version but for you back then for me back then for sure especially because i think i hadn't played anything else before and that was like my first Mm -hmm. kind of um rodeo with video games and outside of dangerous dave as we just of course (laughs) yes um so i think that that was it was just like this thing of i i guess something i'm realizing now as an adult but like i think i i just need a, i feel like if i finish something i feel like i'm capable of doing it yeah and i think that made me like oh finishing the mickey game made me feel like oh i can play other video games because i finished one i can definitely finish another yeah right? and i think rediscovering that even with like hades and being like oh well i finished that game and that game was hard not that Dessels isn't hard but i think just being, having finished that, I'm like, oh, well, that game has a lot more in terms of, um, I guess, like, powers and stuff that you have with each weapon, and it takes longer to get, um, what's it called, further in the game. Yes. Because like, there's all these boons and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. with the gods, and uh, there's more variables 
I think yes. in the game of Hades, then there's in Dead Cells in terms of like, Dead Cells, there's a lot of different weapons, but the variables are not that many. There's branching off paths, and I am obsessively like, oh, I have already played the, you know, the promenade of the condemned. I've played that path to the castle, but like now I have to do the toxic sewers path to the castle. And now I'm like, oh, I have to do the freaking garden. Like it's called the dilapidated art arboretum or something huh. and i'm like i hate that one and i don't know why i hate it <laughs> but i but the obsessive part of me is like i have to play that part because i haven't done that one. yeah gosh that makes sense i think sense. it's just like the colors bother me i don't know why the colors bother me but they don't hey it's not creepy music but this time it's colors and and that's fair i just i just don't like like that like you know that technology blue, glowy color? Yep. Uh-huh. And I don't sort like that, that neon color Neon blue on. almost? Yeah. I don't like that in a video game. And it's like okay. those levels have that color scheme to them. Oh. There's like a... So all, it's just like it makes me sad. <laughs> well, at least I know now what to what not style to have when we decorate for your next surprise birthday. Um that's been thank you that's been very informative i tricked you into sharing that with me uh the the anecdote though about you know finishing the, the you know mickey's quest it being your first one it's it seems like almost like one of the few like perfect maybe not few it seems like a perfect first game to beat because it is manageable yes. you can figure it out it's not the hardest but then it is it seems like it was encouraging for you moving forward and i love that it was super encouraging, and I think it's a fun game. Like, I think that's a big part of what I, I've realized also, not super consciously, but, like, I work in animation, and I think it really matters what the visual style of games are to me mm-hmm. because I, like, it's I'm specific about the visual style of, like, even the shows that I watch and stuff like that. And I think that's why I liked Hades, too. It's, like, the style of it, the story. And we I, I know we talked about... Dave not necessarily having a story, but we can come up with a story for that. <laughs> yes, we um, do. But like, I think with Mickey, as simple as it was, there was a story. And it was, oh, this dude wants to get his dog back. Yep. A mouse that has a pet dog needs to get his dog back from the other dog that <laughs> threw yes. his ball away. <laughs> um, absurd, but a story. And yeah. I think like, oh, it, it, gave, it, it gives you a very like clear mission. And I think that's what I like even about Hades is like we have a mission. This dude wants to go get his mom back mm-hmm. or like go connect with his mom. And I think just having that very clear directive and having a very simple goal with a rich world and just the colors were really pleasant. Yeah. And it was a fun, the music I realized was very, very fun. Like it was never creepy. It was very like encouraging music. And every time that, what's it called? I don't know if it's a tomato. I want to say it's a tomato because it came off of those vines. Um, Every time you spin the tomato at the enemies, like it makes a really fun sound when it hits them. And I think that was also just very, like, it's like the Pac-Man satisfaction of like, you know, when you die, the music is like a certain kind of music. And like, I think it's a, it's the whole tapestry was like a rich, like encouraging this is very satisfying as you play. Yeah, it feels it's 
it feels like that watching it. I've played Mickey platformers like this, just never the Super Nintendo versions. I have the um the like Sega Genesis Mini, and they've got or yeah, not I almost was thinking like I said Mini instead of Mickey, but no, it's called the Mini. <laughs> but uh, that game. Uh, I think they function in a very similar way and it is so cute. And I think you described it so well in just saying like the tapestry of like that design and that world is really wonderful and just, uh, and just cute and satisfying. I feel like that's so apparent from the moment I saw a frame from that game. It, yeah. And I think that's why it's also like stuck in my head. It's very like you felt the stakes of the story as you were playing mm-hmm. the game and that's obviously something I realized as an adult and wasn't super conscious of when I was playing it, but it is like, Oh, when the, in the last, in the final, like big boss battle against this, like peak guy, um, you see the dog, right. And you're like, Oh, we have to like, he's right there. You just need to kill this dude to get the dog. And so it's like, you wow. felt the stakes of the game each time. And there was obviously those little, like, you know, the, the written notes uh-huh. that like remind you of the stakes of the game of like you know Pluto's here or like here's some clues of something and like that those moments like built that world out really well that's awesome gosh uh it's I never know what someone is going to share about like what they connect with before they come on the show because I'm not a mind reader but it's so funny that you know as uh you fooled me I thought you were saying. Hey, uh, well, I tricked you. Um, but it's just cool to hear, like, you know, you being such a talented writer. It's like even like these small, very simple things that they built into the game, like these stakes uh, and how it just mattered to you. It's cool to, it's cool to hear that from you. Um, you're sort of – you've started to talk about a little bit of the actual gameplay itself and the, and the boss battle. Do you remember um, – anything about the gameplay that you really liked or that stood out to you? Um, I think it was more, well, I think the biggest thing, and this is so silly, was that like freaking sound effect. I don't know as an adult, that's like in my brain of like that tomato spinning as it freaking hits people. And then just the the, uh, enemies getting like stunned. Yeah. It was just very funny to me. Uh, and I was a child. It was entertaining to watch. Totally. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think it, there's that grotto level of that game mm. that I really love the gameplay of because it's it's like it's all the fire and uh, freaking I, I don't know what it's called, but like I guess coal. Sure. Wait, let me see. But like I think that level just is in my brain. Uh, in that, like, it was one of the harder things oh, okay. for me to navigate. Because um, there, there was just, like, more, uh, I don't know. It was, like, a vertical game. Almost, oh, a v- almost like level. a vertical like, level instead of horizontal? Yeah, like, once you got in, it was a little more vertical versus going horizontal. And I think the gameplay of that level was hard for me. Like, I think that was a level that I had to, like, get to multiple times. Oh, sure. Really, like, it took me a while to get past it. I can imagine. Sure. Um, Wow. Is And this, from what I could tell, this is a game that, like, you, you've talked about replaying it as well. Um, that 
if you lose, you go back to the beginning and you will just have to start over if you want to, right? It's not like you save. There's no saving in the game. Um, you can. I think it's it's like the Mario things. You have a certain number of lives. You can get a few more lives oh, okay. if you want to. Uh, and I think there there were like little hearts on the game, but I I think it's it's like you still if you lose all of those, you have to. Start. Okay, gotcha. Um, what one question I did have? We talked about the the like suits that he has, the outfits. Did were any of them particularly special to you, or stood out, or or because I saw one he like he shoots like magic out of his fingers um, on some gameplay. But I wanted to hear from you if you had any to talk about. That that is my favorite oh cool. One. I think that one um, because it's like a it's like a finger snappy one, and it's the one that you can really use. It's the one that's on the cover. Oh of yes, the game. and it's also uh, the one you really need in order to defeat Pete. Oh, <laughs> it's very hard to defeat Pete without that suit. <laughs> um, but there's like a. I'm trying to think. I feel like that that is probably my favorite one because you don't start with a suit. You just start with him in his like little pants and yeah. Um, those little shorts that he has on just like the general uh, mickey outfit no yeah just no top and shoes um but i think yeah i, I would say the magic one is probably my favorite one because it, it is the most useful sure of course that game. <laughs> it's, uh there's like this one freaking spider uh looking thing enemy thing it just like comes down from the top and it would again one of those things that really creeped me out because i don't like spiders yeah it's like a whole thing but like again you need that suit to really like get past it unless i was that that's the way i did it yes i'm sure there's people who have gotten through it without that suit yeah. maybe wow um but that's that's probably uh my favorite suit for sure awesome um, I feel like there. I think there's like one with the fire like thing too, which is pretty good. Oh, that's not bad. But I don't know what it was called. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about is you you talked about you know your brother I think being either away at school or in India when you really got into this. What do you remember where the Super Nintendo was set up at your home? Like where were you playing it? Like in the living room and someone's office like paint the picture for me i'd love to know so uh we have this like it's a three-bedroom like flat in um nigeria oh, cool. that's where i grew up and we had this one bedroom that was like in the back of the flat it was like across from the kitchen you ha- it's like right by the fridge it was where the storeroom was, yes. like all of the pantry stuff was. And my mom would like lock up the stuff that, you know, she didn't want us to be like eating. Yeah. Like, I, we had all, you know, condensed milk and all of that stuff. And I was like, I used to just eat that stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like raw. Um, so she would like lock it up. But like, that's where it was set up. All of my brother's old toys, those some books. Oh, wow. All of my like freaking, you know, Barbies and uh, I feel like I didn't have that many stuffed animals like when I was that mm-hmm. young, and then I got more as I got older, weirdly enough. <laughs> um, but 
we had the uh, Super Nintendo set up in that room because my brother was visiting and that's where he was in that room. And then when he left, it was just there. So oh, interesting. That's uh, I love it. It's like it's the play, it was the playroom for you, uh, but also close mm-hmm. to the snacks and stuff if you wanted. That's the dream. Snacks that were locked. Away. Yes. Gosh, uh, uh, unfair, but I get it, mom. Uh, that's really cool. Um, I I feel like I've gotten to hear a lot about you know um, the 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 game itself that you loved, like what you actually. Like what made it special to you? Do you remember, is there anything you wanted to share about like your, the context in your life when you were playing this game or anything? Do you remember anything that was going on with you or like what space this game sort of held at all? Um, I'm trying to remember how old I was, but I think it kind of still just circles back to like, it was my way of also just being close to my sibling. Cause I think at the time I was, old enough that like I felt the fact that my brother wasn't with me yeah and um I was like because I think he he and I didn't really like live together and grow up together for a long time yes. and he was in India when I was like three like he moved in when I was three so I think it was just kind of my way of being like oh if I do this I have something to like connect yeah and I think those were just like at that time really recognizing that this is a way to like something to talk to him sure. about and something to connect with him about and um, also just something to kind of be, um, you know, I mean, also engage my time for sure. But I think like both my parents were working, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I would come home from school and I didn't have very much else to do until like, 5, 6 p.m. Yeah. when I would, like, go hang out with, like, you know, this makes me sound so old, <laughs> like, <laughs> neighborhood kids, you know, when people, kids would actually play in the street. Oh, yes. Um, but, like, that would only happen after, like, four or five. Sure. And so in that interim period between school and stuff, I'm like, this is just, I would do this or I would watch TV. And I think I am clearly as i talk to you realizing i'm obsessive about things so <laughs> like, i could i can i can only do one thing at a time and when i got into the video games i just got very yes so you know it's not a it's it's an it's not an either or like or it's a very like it's this for now and then when i'm done with this i'll go to the other thing absolutely <laughs> like uh like a heightened focus yeah, it is. It's it's weird, um, but I think it serves me well in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and not so much in others, but I can't. I can't. Cannot multitask for shit. Like I generally cannot. Yes. Do it. Um, but I think I think it really was this way of just like connecting. I think whether it was video games or listening to like music that my brother liked or listening to watching like tv shows all of those things like it was very much just kind of finding ways to like connect with a sibling that i had but wasn't like physically close to totally because we were literally like two different continents. yes so, when we did see each other i used to write like this is i used to literally write like letters and stuff wow and so it was just like a way to like connect 
That's so sweet. Do you uh, keep in touch today? We're very close now, but I think, yeah. <laughs> again, it's just the thing of we literally were not in the same place mm-hmm. for a very long time. And he's also nine years old. Mm-hmm. So I was a child and he was already like a teenager. Yeah. So it was it was a, just a, a big difference of like, what are we going to talk for about? Real. But not in the same faith place. So it was a very like, yes, we love each other very much because we're siblings, but like we don't have very much common ground. So I think a lot of it was just me trying to build that common ground. Absolutely. Not something I don't, I don't think it's something I did very consciously, but as I think about it, when you, in the context of what we're talking yes. about, I think it is something that was my attempt to like build that common yeah. ground and really connect with my brother. Um, we're, we're super close now because we're both adults. Yes. <laughs> I, and we did end up like actually getting to hang out more together, you know, later. Awesome. In life. That's so cool. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for for sharing about all of that. I mean, was there anything you didn't get to share about your experience with this game or do you feel like you got to do it? Um, I think I did. I think um I honestly think the biggest thing about it is literally as I as I think about it is that, that it was the very first game I got to like finish sure. like finish it to the end, get the dog back, you know. Like, you know, the game credits, like it's the first game I saw the credits oh, that's of special. and everything. And I think that's a, that's a special feeling for sure. I don't think I thought about it very much, but even when I saw, cause with, even with like a game like Katie's, like when it takes, you have to finish it at least two or three times to see the credits. Yeah. And that was, that was also a special feeling. Like, I think being get just really finishing a game and being like oh this is it felt like an accomplishment and then being able to be like oh i did this thing and i did this thing that i know um that i can i don't know it felt like i could be up there with let me say like 100 percent importantly for my brother but also like i'm the youngest on like my side of the family. oh wow so all of my brothers are like kind of in my brother's age group more than me so I, I was always just like trying to keep up with my cousin yes and, my brother and all of these people so it was just like oh i can you know ride with the big dogs kind of feeling and hell yeah it sounds so stupid but i think at the time it just it felt like an accomplishment because it's like oh i'm also good at this and i think also there's a lot of like thinking about being a girl Mm -hmm. and like what it was to be like playing a video game and it was like oh this is your brother's thing and it's you know a boy thing and I think I was very obsessed with like I can do anything he can do and I can do anything that I you know we can do kind of thing so I think that in that way also finishing that game was like a very satisfying thing that's awesome well let it be known that out there, thank you for sharing, but if anybody out there, any listener wants to know how they can ride with the big dogs, it's by beating the magical quest starring Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah. Uh, no no arguments there. Well, uh, Vidya, I do have some uh, end of the show segments that I have prepared for you, but again, thank you for sharing. That was so wonderful. The first segment that I have for you is the fact me by your game segment, and that's where I just share 
with my guest some facts about the game. Uh, this one, actually, just like the episode we released, um, our previous episode, really difficult to find like secrets for, to find development history, Easter eggs. Um, but So I'm actually going to talk to you about the Game Boy Advance port of this game because there are some cool factoids and differences. Um, oh, cool. Um, as I said, it was remade for the Game Boy Advance. This came out in 2002, but they, they renamed it and it, they called it Disney's Magical Quest starring Mickey and Minnie. Um, and it was developed, of course, by Capcom, published by Nintendo. Um, and in this GBA version, Minnie Mouse was added to the game as a playable character from the start. Uh, there's no difference in how she plays the game, but that's, I think it's pretty cool that you could choose Minnie if you wanted to. Um, that is cool. I would have loved that if I had that option. Yeah. If uh, uh, When I played, um, played the original game, because... I, I definitely was like very obsessed with all the video games I played, including Mortal Kombat yeah. and even Street Fighter. I was just like, I will play Chun Li. Like, I have to yeah. play a female character. You know what I mean? Totally. Uh, so I would have loved that for sure. Seriously, uh, I, I feel like you know it's easy to joke about that sort of thing and that representation. But I mean, even just hearing from you there, it's like, no, that matters to people and makes a difference. So it, representation matters. It really does because I think. Especially in one of those fighting kind of games yeah. contexts, or even just adventure games, it's like, yeah, a, a female character can go on an adventure and get a dog back too. Like, yes. I think the thing that always is not as fun with Mario when I played it early on is like, you Peach was the one getting saved, and yep. you're not, you know, you, you're either freaking Mario or Luigi at best. Rarely <laughs> is she a playable character. It's in a few of them, and and. Uh, now it's like she's included oftentimes in the in like the the side scrolling ones, but the 3D ones, yeah, it's still usually just like just Mario. So as much as I love those games, well, Mario two Super Mario two had yeah games that you could play, and I, I obsessively and she's the best in that game. Because she can fly. Yeah. See what happens well, when you let fly, Peach like, out of her higher. shell. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, for the Game Boy Advance game, uh, they included four mini-games for both single-player and multiplayer. Um, and the, these multiplayer mini-games were played with the Game Boy Advance Link cable, so you could have uh, two Game Boy Advance hooked up to each other and play with somebody. Um, and uh, Wait, you could play the game with someone else? Yes, and you only needed one cartridge. So if you had it and I didn't, but we had the Link cable, we could play it together so that's so cool um but lastly um this game could uh connect to uh disney's magical mirror starring mickey mouse uh which was on the game it was a gamecube game with uh they had also a cable that would plug in from the game boy advance to the gamecube so which a lot of games had connectivity features but yeah that's uh that's the only fact i have for you um but it was fun to go through that. The last segment for the show is the game recommendation. That's really cool. I have. To oh, say. thank you. I, I didn't know that that would have been a like option to play this game with someone else. Yeah. So I love that. Um, but uh, the final segment I have for you is the game recommendation. So uh, I'm going to treat this at treat the magical quest uh, starring Disney's magical quest starring Mickey Mouse, whatever the title is, as your 
passionate summer love. This is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name. So these next three uh, game wrecks are going to be, you know, your your rebounds, your potential new loves uh, when it comes to video games. So, all right, um, hit me. So here we go. Uh, if you would like to play a more modern Mickey 2D platformer, uh, I will recommend to you uh, Epic Mickey Power of Illusion, which is a 3DS game. Uh, and uh, so there's a whole series called Epic Mickey, which is like a 3D platformer on the Wii, which is cool. I've actually recommended that to people before. This is just like, you know, the game that you talked about. It's just 2D. Um, uh, so yeah, that's if you're looking for a modern version. If you want... Ooh, this looks cool. Yeah, it looks pretty neat, at least from my very minimum, minimal research. Um, if <laughs> instead you would rather play another Super Nintendo era platformer from another magical buddy, I'll recommend to you Kirby Superstar. Um, this begs the question, have you played the uh, Super Nintendo uh, games on the Switch online? Do you know about this at all? Uh, no, I know it's a thing. I just haven't played it. Yes. If you have a Nintendo Switch Online account, then you can download like a library of Super Nintendo games that includes Super Mario World, I will tell you. Um, and this game, Kirby Superstar, is included. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, but lastly is... If you, I love Kirby. Uh, Kirby's Kirby's the best. Um, if you want to play another mascot platformer, uh, famous, famous cartoon character that also received a Game Boy Advance port, I will recommend to you SpongeBob SquarePants: Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, which is. I'm sorry. No, no not a SpongeBob person. <laughs> no. Well, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop you. Right okay. There. Okay. The minute you said SpongeBob, I'm out. Great. You know, um, that's why you take shots here. You gotta, you gotta ask. No, it's also good to have three because uh, the odds are better. I, I think with, I don't know what it is, but SpongeBob bothers me. Like, <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> I, like, I like him in memes. <laughs> like, I like SpongeBob memes. But I think that's because I like Squidward. Oh. I don't think it's because I like Spongebob. But I cannot. I have tried watching Spongebob back when Spongebob came on TV. Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't, like, an option to go on Netflix and switch it out. Yes. Like, if Spongebob was on TV, Spongebob was on TV. There's no other options. That's when I tried to watch it. And it freaking creeps me, out, creeps me out that he's a talking sponge. I hate his voice. Why are Why is his... His pants, why are his pants square? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because his, his his butt is square. But his butt's not even square. It's actually a rectangle. Um, but hey. I, just, I don't like it. I gotta it. say. I don't like anything about it. Didn't expect the to for you to be, uh, to hate SpongeBob this much. But this is what you do when you sit down with a friend for an hour and a half and talk to them. Um, that will conclude the game recommendation segment. And that will even bring us to the end of the episode so um vidya um feel free to plug whatever you'd like uh on your way out but i did want to say again thank you so much for taking the time to come on this was a blast 
I had a blast. I am realizing I learned so much about myself <laughs> and my need to finish things. Um, I think this is why I don't start some things because I'm like, if I don't, if I don't think it's this, you, you know, the thing you brought up about saving, yes, like and put like stopping a game. I never, hardly ever did that. Oh yeah, because I'm like, if I start it, I have to finish it, or if I put something in a slot, like. Like on the Nintendo emulator, you save it in all the slots. Yes. I would have only one slot that I had going. Wow. I would not have like three or four because I'm like, I got to finish that yep, one before I start going into the others. Or if I did save them in two different slots, they were the same game and just like slightly different parts where I was like, I think I might die if I do yes. something shady. So let me back it up kind of thing. That's um, amazing. But that's like the only, I'm realizing I have this obsessive to finish things. Um, so this was this is like therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for having me on, Connor, and thank you for the great game racks. Those are super fun, except for SpongeBob. Absolutely. SpongeBob. You know what? Happy to recommend them, especially SpongeBob. But is there anything that you would like to plug on your way out, or do you want people to find you anywhere? If so, uh, feel free to share. Um, sure. So you can find me on Twitter. It's at Hey Ayor. So it's at H E Y I Y, the number three. R. So sick, dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> Somebody else took the other oh, one. Oh, really? So, yeah. Because huh. uh, I, I, I was trying to be cool and have like a uniform social media yes. like name on everything. Um, but yeah, I think Twitter is the best place because that's my public facing cool. account. To find me and plugging, watch Mirror World Detective on Disney, watch Solar Opposites on Hulu, Hell yeah. uh, watch Little Voice on Apple TV Plus, and, you know, just watch TV. Yeah. And you will find my name out there as you watch television. I love it. Well, I'll be sure to include... Uh, your Twitter and hopefully a couple links to those shows in the show notes so the listener who who is who is just listening so close they don't want this episode to end they can just click and find that but I'll close this out with some plugs of my own uh, the cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J you can find him and his wonderful pieces on Instagram at at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y already said it before but you if you want to check us out on patreon and uh see all the wonderful bonus content that we've got going on there including the call me by your game monthly co-op episodes most recently did uh professor layton in the curious village with connor arakaki and ali jennings you can find us at patreon.com slash super npc radio and if you're a big zelda fan we're doing a huge uh zelda games club this year uh i'm gonna try to get through this without saying anything to joseph right in the back <laughs> there i did it uh check us out if you love the zelda series we're doing a bi-monthly deep dive into each of the games um check out our producer jeremy schmidt and his show video games a comedy show which i stream live on my twitch channel at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69 every friday at roughly 6 p.m i also am streaming uh zelda on sundays at also i think i'm gonna try to stick to 6 p.m and i'm on twitter at connor underscore mccabe that will finally do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.